setting up to record today, and I was like, wow, episode 40. 40 episodes of this thing so far, and I am not even halfway done. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Chris, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Mac to the Gow, a.k.a. A theorist, head, uh, head uh, A investigator, trying to figure out who A is before three years from now, two years from now. Anyway, season two, episode 17, we're about ready to get into it. I just, uh, hmm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really don't have any opening monologue here. Other than to say, I wonder, again, I always say this when I uh, record these and release them. I wonder what it was like at the time, because... I mean, when you when you write a show, you typically you are planning out the arcs in advance, right? You're planning out the season and you know all those sort of things. I wonder if they knew because they obviously had the books to go off of. And I know some of our uh, PLL experts are book readers as well, so I'm sure the books were a guide uh, to uh, the events of the series. You know, as they're plotting out the season. I, as a viewer in season two, episode seventeen, am feeling a bit of the slog, and I wonder if. Viewers felt the same way as I do right now. You know, near remember the latter half of season two, and I'm I'm feeling like I'm being strung along, right? I'm being. I mean, I guess I have hindsight here, but like you know, a show is not guaranteed to come back for season three. So I wonder if you know if they didn't get renewed, how would they deal with it? Would they just be an open ended, like we would never know who A is, or are we going to start seeing like end of season two? Here's A. Wait, season three, there's still A. What's going on? You know, I wonder if we're going to see that because. We're starting to like lead towards something. I don't think I'm that smart. I hate to put myself down here at uh, the beginning of the episode. I don't think I'm that smart. So everything that I am saying is my theory. I think is pretty obvious. So I must be missing something. But they're leading us to to some unveiling, right? So so where are we headed, folks? Well, let, let's just dive in. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars, so he can help you figure out who's A. As I said, Season 2, Episode 17, The Blonde Leading the Blind, which I, um, I, uh, like, without, like, thinking about it too hard, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a clever title. But then when I think about it too hard, I'm like, wait, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. I actually have a huge theory that I, I thought about the second I stopped watching the episode, which I'll drop midway through here, which I'm pretty confident about, but we'll we'll get there. So previously on, we see the flashback of the flashback of Allison putting this note inside the doll. We see the box that uh, Jason gave to Aria and then said box, uh, the fake box, I should say, handed to Lucas, presumably who we think was Lucas, even though the liars are like, no, that wasn't Lucas. Uh, obviously it was. Uh, we get a shot of the A-phone, uh, a reminder who the Nat team is, which is Jason DeLaurentis, uh, Garrett Undercover, Ian Not Dead Ian, um, and Jenna. Uh, we're reminded how Mona and Noel broke up, which we on this show know is completely fake. Uh, we see uh, Josh Groban, a.k.a. Holden, Spencer and Toby breaking up and smooching, kind of confusing there, right? And then a uh, reminder that Caleb is working on the A-phone. We start with Spencer, and we have a little... Um, Looks like they got some files from Caleb, so we're going to open up and see what they have in here. We're reminded that the uh, liars have decided not to tell Caleb basically anything. So he is going through these files with, in theory, no context. The very first file they come across that uh, Caleb came across is the infamous Ian and Allison video. And what's very important here, which I'm assuming will be, you know, will be used against me later, 
is we see Ian wearing that green uh, army jacket-like thing, right? Because we dealt with that whole sweater in season one with Toby, which turned out to be a red herring. We see Ian wearing this coat, so we're to assume it's the night, right? A, a night of the uh, of Allison's disappearance, a.k.a. faked her death. We see them in Allison's bedroom. Now, I'm assuming we see the Allison-Ian video that we are very familiar with at this point. Then it cuts to them, so it's Ian... Garrett and Jenna inside Allie's room. Allie is not there, right? So we're to assume this is after that rendezvous, which who knows at what time of night this is. Um, Ian's on camera. It looks like he's hiding the camera. Garrett and Jenna walk in, so we confirm, officially confirm, if, if anyone had forgotten or thought I was losing my mind, they are absolutely working together. They say Jason has passed out, which we already know that that was what they did. They said, uh, sound like weed and booze, it looks like they gave him. And so the liars kind of say that too, like, oh, is this the night uh, Ian, Garrett, and Jenna, the night of Allison's uh, murder? Start talking about videos. Now, we've seen the thumb drive with Allie's videos. Once again, I will restate myself. We are assuming the videos on the thumb drive that Allison hid in the storage locker that Emily found is the same videos that Ian is talking about here. I cannot say that with confidence. I don't know if that's, those are the same videos. I know that sounds ridiculous, and maybe I'm overthinking things, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Regardless, we're reminded the videos in that club is is a thing, but it is what binds the three boys together. How Jenna included herself in the Nat Club, we do not know, but she is, apparently. And then they're like, hey, let's search Allison's room. It's got to be in here. Vaguely says it's got to be in here. So they start searching the room, and then Garrett finds the box. This is uh, the box of doom to steal from Dimension 20. Uh, so he takes out this box and he opens it and he says, this is weird. And then it kind of like, you know, kind of starts to break up a little bit. And then liars are like, hey, Caleb, watch this. And he has, well, they say he has no idea what's going on. I think Caleb knows probably a little bit more than maybe what he admits he knows. But to their point. He definitely doesn't know as much as they do. So they're like, we should probably tell him something. Hannah, of course, as she will be throughout this entire episode, against telling him anything. Doesn't want to involve him, which I get. I get. Spencer and Emily spend a lot of time together this episode. I think they usually are the uh, the co-sneak-around uh, buddies. Um, but basically, Spencer shows Emily. I guess she got a text from A. It says, I warned you. It's Spencer and Toby smooching. Um, and as they're as they're hanging out, I guess they're in Spencer's room. I guess uh, Toby pulls up in. Uh, did he, is this the same truck? I thought he had like a, kind of a crappy pickup truck. This truck looks super souped up. I don't know if there's a a missing cutscene where he gets it, uh, you know, really outfitted, but it, it looks really cool. Toby, I guess, is outside and he calls Spencer's phone and he and Spencer's like, hey, Emily, could you please answer it? Sam in the shower. Emily answers. It turns out it sounds like Spencer's dad fired Toby, which makes sense. He's picking up his tools. Emily's like, uh, yeah, she can't talk to, she comes on the phone. Toby's like, just tell em, uh, Spencer I miss her, right? And Emily's like, okay, okay, I can't get in between you. I can't tell you anything. And Toby's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, all the boys are mad. Uh, Ezra, uh, Toby, and Caleb, I guess, uh, are all kind of mad at this uh, during this episode. Cut to the school. Arya is, uh, there's a little discussion about what to tell significant others or not. And Arya's point of view is that the, that maybe uh, we're pro they're protecting their significant others. Um, and it turns out Caleb says he, he wants answers. Um, they see Holden. They call Holden Arya's beard. And then they say they th they think Holden is gay as a result. Because I guess their theory is, I don't know if this is true or not. But it's like, well, Arya is attractive. Um, Holden is able to go out with her. So the fact that he doesn't want to go out with her, 
makes him gay, or I don't know why they make that that conclusion. Um, and that actually comes up later when Holden says that to Arya, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that I don't I don't know what to make of that to be honest. Uh, but Arya's like whatever. Uh, she, she goes over to talk to Holden, and uh, Holden's like, you know, I owe you one, and Arya's like, I owe you, I owe you one too. And then Arya's like, cool, well, I'll see you later this week. And Arya gets up to walk away. And she has to turn around, and she sees, catches Holden checking out a uh, a young woman walking by. So Arya's like, hmm. Caleb's at a local coffee shop, uh, hacking as he does in public, and he is getting a video of Garrett in, like, a striped polo. I didn't get a good look at the video, but it's worth noting it is not the same clothing as what he's wearing the night they uh, are in Allison's room. It's worth noting that. What's worth noting, let's just say, let's just take a step back here. So let's say Lucas has the A-phone, right? Let's say Lucas was the one inside the garden house and was attacking Emily and run out and dropped his his A-phone. Inside this phone, we have seen, for some reason, the Ian Allison video. Why that would be saved in the phone, I do not know. This other video of Garrett saved in the phone. And then pictures of the dowels that were sent to the liars which we know Garrett and Jenna at least claimed credit for that, okay? Why this would be saved on the phone is a little inexplicable, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, just, just checking there. Like, if this were if this were a burner phone, uh, yeah, I don't really understand. I guess this is a super phone that, that was not a burner phone. For some reason, a thought or a uh, associate was running around with all this incriminating evidence on the phone. I'm, what I'm saying is it's a little suspicious to me. A little suspicious. Back to our scene. Caleb's at this coffee shop, and as he finishes the hacking and realizes this is Garrett, he looks up. Sure enough, Garrett undercover is outside at the cafe having a having a having a morning coffee. And Garrett uh, says something creepy to Caleb. And Caleb's like, "I gotta get out of here." And Garrett kind of takes a sip of his coffee. So uh, clearly, Garrett knows what's going on. Also worth noting, Garrett has the largest largest scone on his table that I've ever seen in my life. I don't. He had he did not bite into it. The scone was probably the size of a pancake. So I don't, I couldn't tell which room they're in, but all the liars are kind of rooting around in Allison's stuff, and they find the doll, and somehow Hannah opens the doll back, and they read the note. There's a whole bunch of A messages in here. Uh, they find one uh, having to do with a pumpkin, and they all go, remember, the, remember when this happened? We cut back to the Halloween flashback. Apparently, uh, you know, we rented, we made some costumes, and someone in production is like, you better use them more than for just one episode. And so they're like, all right, well, everyone get everyone get your Halloween co- costumes out. And as the liars are coming back from... <laughs> Allison's prank on them, where she scared the living shit out of them. Uh, they come back to Allison's house, and someone has uh, damaged her pumpkins on her porch. And she reads the note, and she, at the time, Allison says, "Oh, it's Jason's beer buddies." But flash forward to the present, um, they realize that this is a threat from somebody. Basically, says, "Next time you're faced," referring to the knife in the face. On the front is it's a it's a flyer for Noel Khan's birthday. And guess what? Drumroll, please. Signed by A. So it hits these liars that A existed before Allison's disappearance. Uh, we cut to school. Again, the Academy Award for Best uh, Dramatic Performance goes to Mona. We have seen the liars do this exact move. Uh, this is a playbook. Whether Who, who originated this, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming inspired by the liars, uh, Noel and Mona, are doing this lovely performance. But Mona uh, walks by Noel, looks upset. Some of the liars are in the hallway. They see this. Mona goes to her locker. She finds a little necklace thing, right? She goes up to him, again, in full view of a handful of the liars, if not all of them. Take back this necklace. He's like, I don't need it. And then she, and then he, I think he throws it in the garbage. She runs to the bathroom and is crying. Uh, Hannah runs to the bathroom and says, uh, you know, he's a liar. Noel sucks. And Mona's still upset. She's like, where were you? Like, Mona's upset Hannah wasn't there for her, right? So Mona runs out of the bathroom. Hannah leaves. 
And of course, who comes out of the stall is Jenna. Now, I think level one is like, oh, Jenna knows that there's strife between Noel and Mona. So later on, what we see is like the fruits of that, right? What I think is really going on here is Jenna is there to monitor uh, the performance. So Mona's Mona was to go into the bathroom, uh, Hannah to comfort her. And so Jenna's there to be sure that, okay, we've reestablished the Mona-Hannah trust bubble in a roundabout way which is important for uh, the A mission. Boy, oh boy. You know, I had a lot, I had a lot of tolerance for Arya and Ezra uh, through 40 episodes, right? We're episode 40 here of Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. A lot of leeway, a lot of tolerance. We've had many guests on here, some of which who have given very reasonable explanation as to why this relationship continues. I gotta say, I'm starting to reach my breaking point, folks. Arya calls Ezra again, and she says, if if we still mean something, meet me at eight o'clock tonight at this at this clock. If, if I don't see you, of course, the message breaks out, and we don't know what that means, but uh, we cut to Ezra at Hollis, and he sees that he has a missed call, but he does not listen to it. Um, and I stand corrected, folks. Uh, something from these post-credit scenes plays out finally. So Toby is climbing his scaffolding. Why? I guess that's for the uh, the, right, the barn that he was uh, re- re- refurbishing. He climbs the scaffolding, and sure enough, loose nut revenge. Uh, somehow this loose nut comes loose. <laughs> He can't be that. Okay. Just to remind everybody listening, I enjoy this show quite a bit. That said, Toby can't be more than 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons lately, so I guess maybe I have a little a little unfair view on falling from a height of this height. Toby's not that far off the ground. Still, you know, shame on me, right? He's still... The whole thing falls over. Uh, he falls down. We cut to Toby in the hospital, which I shouldn't laugh, but I was like, really? The hospital? Okay. okay. Here, uh, entering into the room, of course, is uh, a team member and a spy, Ren, with three N's, as we know. A, uh, Ren is part of the A network. Uh, I guess his last name is Kingston, Ren Kingston. So uh, one of the A agents walks in. Spencer's there. Um, there's a little awkward uh, eye contact. Toby has to spend the night because uh, he was concussed. And at this point, I was like, oh, who's, who's part of our A team? And I think when I first started the show, I guess I thought it was maybe one or two people, right? Or or, um, or it's just like, uh, you know, uh, a very amateur operation. And then I was like, wait a second. We have a doctor, Ren. We have someone on the police force, Garrett. We have a coach, Ian, who was a coach at the school. So complete access to everything that the school records would give Ian access to. And we know Ian's also filthy, uh, freaking rich. Speaking of rich, Jason De Laurentiis, assuming he's part of the A-team, ridiculously rich, out of, out of this world rich. And as a result of Ian's connection to Melissa, we have a high-powered uh, legal team at their disposal. So as much as I um, guffaw and uh, roll my eyes at A antics, these people are powerful figures. These are people placed in, in places of power throughout the city. Uh, so A-Team is not a, it's no joke. So a lot of the things where I'm like, how would that even work? Um, they have a lot of control. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of access. You know, some of the more ridiculous A, a stunts over the past uh, 40 episodes or so, Garrett can just kind of threaten you. It seemed like Garrett might be a big grunt for A, uh, including Lucas, which, as we know, I don't think Lucas is as intimidating as a police officer showing up at your door and saying, do this, you know? Cut back to the uh, hospital room. To- Toby knows something's up with uh, Spencer and Ren. Spencer gets a text, almost got him. Uh, won't be so lucky next time, dash A. Lovely. And then there's a little chat about, could Jenna really hurt Toby? 
And uh, Spencer's like, yeah, uh, uh, Jenna would totally hurt Toby. Got back to the hospital with Toby. Um, Jenna's there. And Jenna's like, I told you not to go back to her. I told you not to go back to that house. And Toby's like, you know, get the hell out of here, Jenna. And Jenna says a weird thing, which it was so weird. I was like, is there something more here? She goes, Jenna is... Jenna says to Toby, Spencer is haunted. I mean, I, that was a weird word choice. Toby's like, get the hell out of here. And Jenna's like, you, yeah, we're a family. Yada, yada, yada. Cut over to Hannah, Hannah Lee's house. Caleb is not going to let up. Caleb has been saying this now for at least two or three episodes. Almost every line is a version of what the hell is going on here. Uh, so Hannah's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. He's like, this is about Allison's murder, isn't it? Hannah's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And Caleb's like, you think someone else did it? And I was like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And then Caleb goes, hey, I got a, I got some files uh, with Garrett's terrible polo shirt on it. Hannah throws it in the blender, destroys both the USB drive as well as her blender. And Caleb's like, WTF, I was working on that for hours. Which I was like, ooh, for hours. That doesn't mean it's the only... And then later on, we'll get that confirmation. But Hannah's basically like, I don't want you to know anymore because I don't want you to have a loose nut uh, cause you to fall 10 feet and break your arm. Cut over back over to the hospital... Emily approaches Jenna. So Jenna's coming out of Toby's room. Emily's like, how dare you come here? There's a little Emily versus Jenna fight in the hallway. A lot of threats are done. And here is where my theory comes to, to light. They have their fight. Jenna walks out. And Spencer arrives a little bit later. So she's standing in the doorway pretending, you know, like trying to be quiet so that Jenna doesn't hear her voice, right? The show has established, whether it's true or not, that Jenna is, is in fact, blind. Uh, she did not know Ari was in her class with her. Uh, she did not know they were at the uh, memorial. And it took someone saying some, something out loud for Jenna to say, oh, Aria, right? So we the show has established that Jenna, like, doesn't, you know, smell their perfume or something, right? As Jenna is leaving, she says, oh, hi, Spencer. Now, Spencer is my number one sneak of the liars. Uh, if there's no one better, if this were, uh, sorry for all the D&D references during the, today's episode, if, if Spencer were a D&D class, she'd be rogue. She is a very high stealth check. You know, she can be hidden. She is sneaky. No one can see her. Jenna, sponsor right away. I wonder if Jenna had her surgery in Boston and now has full vision, uh, but until the time is right, she is going to keep pretending that she is blind. Just, to, just throwing that out there. Cut over to the Montgomery's. Um, Mom Montgomery, um, Ella is like, hey, is Toby okay? Uh, Ari's like, yeah, he just broke his arm. And, Ari, and Ella's like, uh, what about, is Holden still on for tonight? And uh, Ari's like, yep. And apparently Ella's going to drive Aria there. I guess I, I guess Ella's going to drive both of them to Philadelphia. They're going to a restaurant called Michelli's. Wink, wink. Not really. But uh, Mom and Dad both require supervision, hence why they're driving uh, the two of them. Come back to the hospital. Uh, Emily's in with Toby, and uh, Spencer's outside watching through the little window. Spencer makes a choice here, and she asks Emily to do something that Emily will not like, but it'll be protect. It'll be to protect Toby. We smash cut right away to Emily telling Toby about Spencer and Ren. Now they don't actually say the name, uh, but like I said, Toby kind of picked up on it earlier, and even though Emily does not say the name, Toby knows. Cut back to uh, Ella dropping off Arya and Holden, and Ella drops away. She says, "I'll be back at 11. And Holden says to Arya, are you okay with lying to your mom? And Arya's like, no, but it's important to me. And Holden, and she says, why? And Holden says, well, it's important. this is important to me as well. And this is where they say, uh, your friends think I'm gay, right? Well, I'm not gay. Uh, see you at 11. And he runs away. I wonder what his thing is. It's, it can't be romance, right? Otherwise, that would be, that, that, that's, the, um, that's the obvious answer. So it must be something like visiting a, visiting a friend, right? Or taking like, 
theater classes or, or said something. Maybe he is actually singing. Maybe Holden's going to turn out to be like, you lift me up. Okay, uh, that's copyright DMC takedown. Cut back to Ezra at Hollis. Uh, there's a student in there talking about some story they wrote, and they start talking about love. And I already had a pit in my stomach. I go, no, Ezra, don't do this. Don't do this. And the kid's like, you do a bold move, and then the gods will appear. And he, he walks away, and Ezra's like, yeah, my, my college student is talking about my love affair with uh, my high school uh, friend, Aria. And so Ezra, so it's way past 8 o'clock, right? So we've passed it. And I wrote in my notes in all caps, do not go Ezra. Once again, could not be clear. We have an exit here for Ezra. Parents intervened, have forbidden Arya from seeing you, from you seeing your their daughter. You are at Hollis. You still have your job. Jackie is not going to tell anybody. You made a mistake, Ezra, and you should have ended this relationship long ago. Obviously, Arya, for whatever reason, right, is not going to let this go. You have the chance here. Do the right thing. We so we'll get there when that happens. We get a little bit of a sad montage here. Spencer's really sad. Emily walks in, kind of nods. Felt like a little bit like a like a mafia movie or something. Like it's like it's done. And then we come back to Ezra, listening to the voicemail message from Arya, saying, "Meet me at eight by the clock." <sighs> Ezra puts the phone down. Come back to Hanley's, uh, Ashley and uh, Hannah. Ashley can tell. Ashley can tell a lot of stuff. Uh, she can tell Hannah's upset, so Hannah tells her they got in, her and Caleb got in a bit of a fight, and then she asks her mom, "Has she has she kept secrets from Tom?" Uh, Ashley says a cute one about some color she hated on uh, some uh, painting on a wall that Tom did, and then something about a best friend of his, Steve Anderson. Name check here. Steve Anderson made a pass at her, uh, but she didn't say anything because she didn't she didn't want Tom to be hurt. So she's like, "What what did you and Caleb fight about?" And Hannah's like, "Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm out of here." As we have established again on the show, Ashley knows when Hannah is lying, so obviously she knows that there is something going on. Come back to the hospital. Uh, Toby confronts Ren with three ends about Spencer. He's like, "When did it start?" And then Ren with three ends says, uh, "I didn't. I couldn't tell if he was lying in this moment. Was he lying in this moment, Ren?" When he says they kissed, I didn't know you were together. He adds a little bit of extra sting, like uh, at the time she didn't say anything or something along those lines. And Toby basically says, well, I'm going to punch you if I if I want to. And Ren's like, I got to get out of here. I think this is Ren in his A capacity twisting, twisting the knife a little bit. I think he is poking this. I don't think what he said was actually accurate. Cut to uh, Hannah and Mona. They're kind of walking down the street. They're going to go get drinks. And again, this is all a production. This is all a show. Uh, they pass by a restaurant, and inside we see Noel and Jenna. And Mona looks upset, and Hannah's like, let's get out of here. And then Mona does this extra little moment of, uh, of like looking at Noel and Jenna. And I have to say, I think the show is lying to me, folks. I, I'm sorry to say that. I think the show is lying to me. I do not believe that Mona and Noel are not part of A, and we know Jenna's part of A, and this is all an attempt to to rebuild trust between uh, Hannah and Mona, and for the show to show me Mona looking at Noel and Jenna kind of like jealous, jealously, jealously, is that a word? Is, is fake. It's totally fake. This is purely for Hannah's uh, benefit. So why we saw that, I don't know, but I do not believe it for a moment. And in fact, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I don't know if the show can convince me Mona's not part of A at this point. We're 40, we're 40 eps in. Uh, until we get this series finale, uh, <laughs> I think Mona's part of this. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I feel bad about it. Toby is leaving the hospital, and for a moment, I was like, oh, he's going home. I should have thought more closely about it, because uh, it's obvious what happens uh, after this. Arya's waiting, waiting, waiting. She's been waiting for half this episode in the rain, but near this clock. 
and I wrote, Ah, Ezra, ah. Boy, uh, such a weird reaction I have to these scenes now. Just absolute disappointment to see Ezra pull up, hop out of the car, and yell Arya in what is supposed to be a beautiful romantic moment, right? The reunion of this love. Love triumphs over all, right? He comes running out of the car, and they have this big smooch in the rain. And I was just incredibly disappointed in Ezra here. Arya, I, I, you know, I get it. She can't let go. She, you know, she really wants this to work out. <sighs> Ezra did the wrong thing again. And then they're, they're in the car talking about, boy, how do we make this work? Are we crazy, et cetera, all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and then they say, how are we going to make this work? And Arya says, I have an idea. And here's my theory. I, I actually was terrified in the moment. It wasn't confirmed. We'll get there in a moment. Caleb meets up with Spencer and Emily, and he says he uh, he tells them about what Hannah did, and they're like, oh my God, she destroyed it. He's like, don't worry, I made backups. So I'm going to keep working on this stuff, folks, uh, but don't tell Hannah that I'm working on it. So now Caleb's going to be lying to Hannah. Oh boy, what a, what a web we're weaving here. As the lead investigator on this project, though, I commend Caleb for continuing the work, because we need to get to the bottom of Garrett's terrible polo shirt. Cut back to Philadelphia. Uh, Mom pulls up. Holden is not there, and Arya had a little smile on her face. Here's what I think she did. Is this ridiculous, folks? Did Arya and Ezra somehow get married? <laughs> is that ridiculous? Is that a ridiculous theory to have? Because I feel like the show would do that. I feel like Arya and Ezra would somehow, uh, at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday, uh, go to some sort of just of the peace and get married. I don't know. That might be the most... I don't know. Is that the most wild theory I've ever had? But I was like, what could possibly... What could possibly keep this love affair going that would go beyond the parents threatening, lightly threatening violence on the part of Byron, definitely threatening the police, definitely threatening Ezra's job? Uh, I don't know. At any rate, uh, Mom pulls up. Holden's not there. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where's Holden? And sure enough, he runs up with some treats. Uh, he, he makes it back. He kind of gives Arya a wink. And uh, all is well. Cut back to the liars. Uh, they loop in Arya on this little plan. They tell Arya that they, they told Caleb a little bit more. That they don't... Basically, everything minus A, right? They believe Allison was murdered by someone of this group. Um, they don't think Ian did it. Um, basically, all that kind of stuff. They left out basically the loud A stuff, the specific A stuff. We see more of the video. They kind of pop up in a fl- uh, Spencer watches the video. Uh, we see a little bit past the uh, opening of the box with Garrett there. And it turns out Ian was blackmailing uh, Jenna and Garrett. He's like, well, now I'm if I'm going down, we're all going down, uh, which makes sense, right? That, that feels like Ian's uh, way to protect himself is just to Basically, bring everyone down with him. Then Ian and Garrett get into like a little bit of a fight. They start wrestling, and then the video cuts out again. So I guess we're gonna get more video uh, next episode. And then they go outside. They see uh, they see the truck, the really rad truck uh, of Toby's. Sure enough, they run outside. And note note is there. Toby left town. Toby pulled. Uh, Toby just got out of there. And then for our post credit scene, we see uh, which again may or may not get paid off. Um, we see a collection of all the kiss photos of all of our liars kissing their significant others. And for some reason, the the person uh, cuts up the Ezra Arya one and sets the Ezra one on fire, and then cuts up the Spencer Toby one and sets the Toby piece on fire, and then I think throws a third piece in there upside down to the fire. I mean, did I miss? Did I miss see it? I mean, if anything, it should have been Hannah and Caleb, right? Hannah and Caleb being torn up and Caleb being thrown on fire, because Ezra and Arya are back together. Unless what this is revealing is that A did not see the smooch in the rain, which is actually pretty significant if that's the case. Um, I guess that would be. I guess that's even beyond A's capabilities is to be everywhere all at once. Uh, which I still need to see that movie. What do I think? Hmm. 
<sighs> well, we have one, two, we have like six or seven episodes left of season two. We need, the show needs to give us something, right? We've, I've said this last time. We need something. We need, we need a carrot here. We need a reveal of some sort. I'm thinking the arc to end here is this Nat Club thing. I, I don't know if it's Garrett who's going to leave the show uh, or what, or we find out Ian is alive or something, but we need we need something to wrap up this little bit here to make us feel like we're done because it sounds like Caleb is darn close to figuring out uh, something to give to the police. So I think Garrett is going to be the fall. That's my big prediction. Garrett is going to be the fall guy for the end of season two. He's going to end up in jail, right? Um, or, or, you know, something's going to happen to Garrett where he gets removed from the picture because already he's being removed. He's being shown up in the video, right? Um, Jenna's broken ties with him. Noel is connected with Jenna. So, I, yeah, that's my prediction. I've been Chris. You can follow me on Instagram at Magoogs. For now, still on Twitter. Uh, not too happy about Elon Musk, but, you know, what are you going to do with billionaires in the world? Uh, also at Magoogs. Occasionally uh, twitching at Mac to the Gow. I've started, ooh, that, the game called The Quarry. I think that comes out in June, so stay tuned for that. That's I think that's very a, uh, that's very Pretty Little Liars-esque in my, in my head. Uh, the quarry. So, so keep an eye out for that. Like I said, that's, that'll be in June. Uh, you can catch me streaming that game. Yeah, and uh, I think that's all I have to say for now. And uh, as I say, I've already said way too much. Mm-hmm.